Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman & Associates. Now here's Connie. Hi, you're listening to webtalkradio.net with your host, Connie Whitman, and you're listening to Architect of Change. Thanks so much for joining me this week. My quote or motivational quote today is by Jennifer O'Neill, and it says, when working with the universal laws, you are working with the laws of manifestation, not instant gratification. Do you believe that the universe is a force working to give us what we want and need? Do you think there are certain laws or flow in our world that we just have no control over? Or do you think we have, uh, or do you think we do have ultimate control or the some combination of the two? We've all heard about law of attraction everywhere. But did you know there are other universal laws that are really just as impactful to our lives? Today my guest Sherry Ray is going to discuss all the universal laws, define each, and provide a little history so we can best understand their power and utilize them in our everyday lives. Sherry is the co-founder of, co-founder of Inner Touch School of Mystic Wisdom and Sherry's been a student of metaphysics for over 25 years. She's young like me. This study juxtaposes with her serious corporate background of accounting and business analysts bring a unique and reality-based perspective to her work as an intuitive medium, spiritual teacher, and a certified holistic coach. Very interesting background. Ready to go beyond the pop culture axioms and find what the universe has in store for you? Sherry and I are going to take you there, so get ready. Sherry, welcome, and thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, this is exciting. You know, we all hear about the law of attraction, manifesting your destiny, and when uh, Marianne Pellegrino introduced us, we, you know, we started talking about there are many laws out there, universal laws, and I thought it was important to let people know that Really, there's so much going on around us, and we should be aware because you certainly want to tap into that power, right? Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. If we've got it, let's use it. It's there, right? So how silly of us not to use all the tools. Life, life can be a lot easier than we make it. So I guess my first question would be, can you tell us what the universal laws are? The universal laws have been around for centuries, and basically they are the guidance system or the blueprint for how we manifest and make our life go in the direction that we want it to go. So many people, as you said in the opening, you know, understand that the law of attraction, you know, is how we use, is the law that we use to bring things to us. However, they never went beyond that and explained that there are many laws that go along with that to bring everything into an alignment. It's like a puzzle that needs the pieces all clicked in place. When did, okay, it's like the law of attraction, I think, has been around for thousands of years. So yes. the, the universal laws, would you say that they have been around as long? I mean, did it all come together at the same time? Well, the background on universal laws is this. Um, They are credited to Hermes, who was also known as Thoth, and they became part of the Hermetic philosophy. If you've ever studied anything with the Hermetic philosophy, very fascinating stuff. Um, Hermes 
lived approximately 2,000 years, according to everything that we have on him. And he lived in Atlantis in Egypt and was considered the master of masters. And so he was looking for a way to explain, um, as you get into the hermetic philosophy, how the universe worked, what makes things, you know, how do we... How do we get to where we want to go? We're told over and over that we have the power within us, but we need a guidance or a blueprint for how to get there. The universal law is, uh, the universal laws at that time, he considered that there were seven to begin with, which goes into something we can discuss further, why there's a difference of opinion. But he originally started out with seven universal laws for how to make, you know, like I said, the blueprint for your life to get it going the direction that you're wanting it to go. How the so, universe works. So how? So he says there's seven. What's the difference of opinion that there's more or less? Um, it varies. Uh, some people still hold to the fact that there are seven universal laws. Since that time, they've added to it, and they've settled basically on the there are 12 immutable laws um the immutables mean that these are unchanging these are all part of the universe and they never change as people have gone on and studied more and learned more there's been anything from seven all the way up to 32 laws most teachers in esoteric philosophy or that teach any kind of hermetic philosophy stick with the 12 immutable laws because those are unchangeable and who determined that, who kind of put the, the gavel down and said, no, these are the 12? I, I don't know if I missed that. Who are the, where, did, where did the consensus of the 12 kind of come to be? Basically, I, there isn't anybody that actually said, you know, it, it's <laughs> unlike the laws of our land where they change, you know, and, and kind of evolve with time. Um, this was not something where they changed. This is where they looked at it. And I think on a couple of them, and you'll see as we get into more of an explanation of them, it became necessary to have these 12 in order to further explain what's really going on with these universal laws. There is not any one agreement, but most of the teachers in spirituality that have studied this for years and years and years have agreed and teach the 12. I don't think there's any solid, this is all there is and you know, that's where we go. Yeah, and these laws make sense. As we go through, they're, they're all, like, people are going to go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So they, they really are, um, it, you know, we can become masters of our own universe with using these 12. So absolutely. Why, why do you think it's so important for people to understand these laws well, and apply them in their lives? Okay, uh, that's a great question. As we were saying before, you know, everybody learned the law of attraction. The law of attraction became just huge when they released the movie The Secret. Yeah. And people were like, this is great. I can have what I want. So the good side of that, I'm going to segue a little bit off on that, because the good side of that was that it opened people to the idea that, hey, maybe everything isn't just random out here. Maybe we can influence what's going on and the direction that we're going and how our lives are played out while we're here. Uh, what they didn't get into yet, I understand they are going to be going there more, is the other laws that also lead up to that. The law of attraction 
is kind of the basis for universal law as far as bringing into, into your life what it is that you want. I think they're vitally important because you have two options here. You can take control and be the master of your life and get it going, you know, live the life that you want to live, or you can kind of be out there and just let things kind of free flow, which has been the major philosophy up until recent times when the law of attraction came out, you can just kind of let it go wherever and what happens is what happens. I personally, I don't know about you, Connie, would much rather take charge of my life and get it going the direction I want to go, live the life that I'm choosing to live. This is why they're important. How do we do that? How do we make everything fall into alignment? We get that question all the time at InterTouch. This is how we do it. Yeah, and, and you know, I do believe in the law of attraction, and you know when I watched The Secret or read the I read the book first, and then realized that there was a movie, and then uh, of course I always read the book and then watch the movie. That's just kind of my rule. After watching it, I thought, "Wow, this makes so much sense." I'm a control freak, so I like the idea, which is a problem too with the universal law. Uh, yeah, double-edged sword there, you know. But I love that, you know what, we have more power than we think. So I thought that was really cool. Now recently, my husband and I watched it. He's um, started his own business, and, and so changing in life for him, he's, he's sitting crossroads. And I said to him, I really want you to watch The Secret. I think it'll give you some foundation of all the oh, things great. I'm always saying. I'm sorry? That's great. Yeah, and well, because, you know, he hears me saying, you know, your thoughts become reality. And... <laughs> Yes. Thoughts are things. Yes. Exactly. You're manifesting your destiny. So we watched it together one Saturday night. Um, My son was out, and and so we said, let's put it on, you know, because he would think we were wackadoos watching this movie. And it was cute because at the end, I said to my husband, all right, so what do you think? I mean, I know what I thought, right? And he said... It's very interesting. It sounded like me, so I kind of thought that was funny because he hears me saying these things. I'm like, oh, good, you're listening to me because <laughs> usually we don't listen to the wife of the husband. So that, it wasn't that great. And then he said to me, because this was my uh, take on The Secret, I think it's a brilliant movie, to, movie from a, an awareness standpoint to raise people's awareness who thinks, you know, this is all hooey, right? The flip side, though, is, and I said this to my husband, we were discussing after the movie, I said, I just feel like there's pieces missing of how do I, I can't just think it and say, oh, it's going to happen now. If I'm not aware or raising my awareness that, yes, my thoughts become reality because opportunities present themselves, but if you're closed-minded, you miss the opportunity, so you don't manifest. So it, it becomes this, the dog chasing their tail, and that was the piece That's I felt correct. was missing. Yeah. So was that what you were alluding to before also? That yes. The yes. Yes. Absolutely. Because see, what happened with the law of attraction, and I am so thankful, by the way, for the people that put that out there. That's I have to agree with you. As soon as I watched it, I'm like, oh, yeah, but not quite. But at least it was a start, like I said, mm-hmm. of changing a mindset that says, I have no power and the victim mentality yes. is prevalent. It changed that into, wait, I'm powerful. I can make changes in my life. So we're very grateful for that. It was a great awakening for the planet um, when the, the secret came out. I want to address something, too. I'm going to go back with your permission and, and address the – you said you're a little bit of a control freak. Um, with universal, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. I, I, can, I can kind of own that one. I understand that. Um, <laughs> universal law, when you start with the law of attraction, it basically said to people – this is how you get stuff. 
And what happened was people tried very, very hard to get stuff to come to them, okay? Without understanding, there's a lot of things that go with that. The understanding behind that is how you get to the law of attraction. The law of attraction actually almost should be the 12th law, even though it's not. It should be the last one or the culmination of everything that leads up to that. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things that have to go behind that. Anybody that's studied into spirituality will hear us say over and over that everything is energy. Everything. Everything is a vibration on the planet, including things that we bring to us. So when we're applying the law of attraction, we can change our thoughts, and that is number one thing to do. Change your thoughts. You know, it, your thoughts will manifest in front of you. But also keeping in mind that a vibration must match what we're trying to bring to us. Now, the secret addressed this a little bit when I was talking about, you know, you have to feel it. You have to yes. feel something to bring it to you. That's part of, they explained it as a feeling. We would explain it as a vibration or a frequency. There's a wonderful book out there called Power Versus Force. Uh, I would highly recommend this to people to read because it, it gives you a very good breakdown of understanding that there is a frequency with everything. One of the things I've explained with our school is that you know, when we're working with frequency, the actual medical community is aware of this. They just haven't got there with disease yet. And a perfect example would be an ultrasound. They can now get rid of gallstones and kidney stones without doing surgery. What did they do? They match the frequency of that, and it disintegrates. Right so it's, so cool. it's very, yeah, it is. It's very, very cool, and I, I can't wait for the understanding to go beyond that because it is part of exactly what we're talking about with the universal law. There's things that go to that. There's an understanding behind that that says, I have to get at a frequency to make these things come in. Like I said, law of attraction was always, where's my stuff? You know, and yes. trying to bring stuff to you. And some people got very frustrated with it and gave up. That's because it wasn't taught, the, the, the background for that wasn't taught also to get everything else in alignment. Yeah. And, does that make and, any sense? Yeah, it does. And, you know, Marian, Marian and I, Marian Pellegrino, who's your partner at InterTouch, uh -huh. yeah, and we were talking the other day and about frequency, about this exact thing. And I, I don't know if anyone is familiar with, and Marianne remembered the name. I want to say it was Emoto. I think he was a Japanese scientist. Mr. Mm -hmm. Emoto. Mm -hmm. Yes, he did the tests with water. And he took water from whatever sink, from the same source, right? He puts one right. in one dish, one in the other. And um, he puts it in a room, the one dish, with all classical music, right, that those beautiful, um, you know, uh, vibrational uh, sounds of the earth, right, that's what our classical music is, all those notes yeah. are nothing more than the vibration of the earth, and then he took the other dish and he put it in with heavy metal and very harsh sounding music, and after a period of time, I, I don't know the exact amount of time, but he goes back to the water that was in the, uh, you know, the classical music room, and looks at it again under a microscope. Now remember, the water came from the same source originally. Looks at it under the microscope, and the water actually became purer. It became more crystal clear, cleaner, which was just amazing to him. Then he goes to the heavy metal room where it was more noise-related music, uh -huh. and looked under the microscope, and the, the same water, same source, became very cloudy and dirty. So that, he, that was really that whole frequency of sound, um, how it affects 
because everything is energy. It goes back to what you said before. So there's so much fascinating things with the frequency. Number Absolutely. one, the vibration of the earth. It's a frequency. Our body. Absolutely. The human right. resonance. That's exactly right. Are we vibrating in sync with the, with the earth? Yes or no? No, you become disease finds you. Um, and that was the exact, I, I guess, um, final analysis of this water was that when you're not in sync with the sounds of the universe, thus the classical music, your pot, your body becomes distorted and, and dirty, right? So brilliant. It was a brilliant study. That so, was, you know, who you bring up with Mr. Yamoto, I would strongly recommend people to read a little bit about him. Yeah. I actually printed off one of the um, microscopic um, molecules that he had under a microscope for prayer. You know, which oh. is bas- is a focus on something. And I have it in my home. Why? Oh. Because things like that actually put out their own energy. They really do. They become their own living, you know, vibrational frequency. And so things like that in your home are amazing what they can do to change things. Yeah. Yeah. Again, take control yeah. of these little things can really manifest within your Absolutely. life. Let, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to talk about, because everybody's saying, well, what are the 12 laws? <laughs> yeah. Get into that a little more. Yeah. I think that'll be very useful. So when we come back. We'll talk about that. A speaker has little value to an audience unless you, the listener, is motivated and empowered to change. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates is a renowned speaker and is an architect of change. Consultations, training, seminars, and speaking engagements are the venues where she affects change. Whether your responsibilities include customer service, sales, marketing, training, executive management, or ownership, and you are seeking change in your organization, then you need to hire Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Connie doesn't just fill your ears with rhetoric. She speaks to the heart and success of your business. So next time you need to hire a speaker, don't hire someone that just talks. Hire an architect of change, Connie Whitman. Just ask for Connie by calling 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Okay, we are back, and we're with uh, Sherry Wright, and we're talking about the universal laws, beyond the law of attraction that we've all heard about. So, Sherry, tell everybody, what are the actual 12 immutable laws? Okay, if you can uh, bear with me just a minute, I'll give you a little bit of an example for each yes. one. Yes. Okay, so the first, uh, the first one that comes up is the law of divine oneness. The law of divine oneness, let me give you a quick explanation of that. The good you see in others magnifies and grows for the good in you, okay? It's, it's understanding that we are all part of the same, which is a very hard thing because on this planet, we see each other as separate from each other. Yeah. We do not see each other as one. It's very important to understand that basically we are all one. We're all connected with our thoughts and a and actions. And this is a huge thing to understand that our thoughts and actions affect everyone on some level. Okay? So that would be the first one. The second one is what we were just talking about, which is the law of vibration. Okay? So as not, like I was saying, the law of vibration is understanding the frequency of different things and understanding where you need to get. It's that feeling, that emotion. That's how you get to that vibration 
of what you're trying to manifest in your life. So an example that a lot of people give is, you know, you're looking to win the lottery. That's a real common one. Hmm. And you visualize you're holding the winning ticket. Your thoughts project a frequency of winning the lottery. Does that make sense? Yeah. And if you put that out there enough, um, now everybody's going to go buy a lottery ticket, but if you put that out there enough and you can literally match that, yes, absolutely. You can manifest anything. It's like the old Star Wars my boys used to love, you know, when they're talking about Luke bringing up the ship out of the mud. And he says, you know, nothing's bigger than another thing because Luke tells him it's too hard. He tells Yoda it's too hard. It's not too hard because none of them are bigger or smaller. They're all just a vibration. You just got to match that vibration. That's exactly right. Yeah, well, that's a great example. Okay. Okay, so the law of action and the law of action example I always give is you choose to have a new home and you use the law of vibration and, and put out what it is you want to the universe. The law of action works for you as you put action to your desire. In other words, it's kind of like somebody used to tell me having faith with feet. It's fine to put it out there, but the universe is waiting for you to say, okay, is this what you really want? So you need to show them, yes, this is what I really want. So I'm going to buy a new home. Am I just going to sit back and say, okay, the new home's just going to come to me and I'm not going to do anything? Or maybe are you going to go check on mortgage rates? Are you going to go look at homes? Are you going to do things like that? So take some action on what it is you're trying to bring to you. It doesn't mean a struggle. It just means action. Step forward and say, yes, this is actually what I want. Cool. Is that okay? That's a great example. Okay. Another one is, or the next one is the law of correspondence. So a good example for that would be you're going to a job interview, and on the way to the interview, you're thinking to yourself, I don't think I'm good enough for this job. Mm. In that moment, you've created a situation where you'll probably not get the position. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You have to really see it. You've got to see it. You've got to understand it. Okay. But that's, isn't that like the athletes when they visualize before a game, they kind of get into their own head and they visualize winning the game or running, you know, if, if they're uh, sprinters, running like the speed of light. Absolutely. If they're basketball players, that they're making every shot. So that it's, it's that, that deep visualization that they use. Is Absolutely. That, would that be a good example? Okay. Perfect example. You know, I had a friend that just bought a car, and this is an interesting little story real quick, but the dealership told her, if you can make a basket from mid-court, we'll pay off your car. It's like a little contest they do. So she's, I've been working with her over and over and over, and we just had that exact discussion. And I told her, I said, if you can see it, you can do it. You absolutely can do it. Every night, I want you to feel what that feels like when that basketball goes into that net. Boom. And your car is paid off. How does that feel? Pretty amazing. So that's exactly kind of what you're talking about. And yes, they literally train athletes that way. Yes. There have been studies showing that it's as effective to exercise in your mind and see it very clearly as it is to actually exert the energy, which I thought was fascinating. Yeah. Absolutely fascinating. Yeah, they're doing a lot more science with all of this, and it's working for the athletes, so of course it becomes more mainstream, and and people start to understand what does the law of correspondence mean. That's an exact example. That's great. And what's the fifth one? Okay, so now we're going into the law of cause and effect, okay? We've heard this forever, and we didn't understand it. You ever heard, we reap what we sow? Sure. Okay, law of cause and effect, you've got it. If you understand we reap what we sow, 
you know, for every outcome in your life, there's a specific cause. You know what I'm saying? So if you're, it's kind of like, it goes along, if you look, they'll all kind of go together. If you look at like cause and effect and everything, and then you look back, and like I said, you've got to take some action. You know, you're, you want a mortgage on a house, you need to go investigate mortgages and stuff. You know, take some action. Same thing with cause and effect. I want to be rail thin, I want to look like this, but I have a very poor diet. Do you see right. what I'm saying? So sure. there's always a cause to what we're doing. Okay? Sure. And then the next one is the law of compensation. Uh, you pay it forward. Law of compensation is paying it forward because as we've always been taught, you know, when you give something out, it comes back to you tenfold. Have you ever heard that? I grew up hearing Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. There you go. Law of compensation. You know, put it out there. I want to give I'm an sorry? example. I want to give an example of that. Great. When I when I first uh, started my business, I guess I was in business maybe, I'm in business now 16 years, so I was maybe five years in, maybe six years in, and um, had this client who I followed up with for five years before I actually got the business. They're one of my best clients to this day. I've been with them almost nine years. Anyway, they... Um, they called me one day and said, you know, we want to create this letter to send to clients for business development. And this other gentleman who was teaching them business development, I was doing other work for them, other projects, and they, he wanted to charge whatever he wanted to charge. So I said, you know what, give, give me, give me, a, give me a, 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 till the end of the day. Let me come up with a letter, and what will you charge? And I said, nothing. I go, like, to me, that was such an odd question. I'm thinking, you're, you're, it's a half hour of my time. Like, just give me till the end of the day. So within, of course, I'm an anal freak. So within an hour, I completed the letter, sent it, and they started using it. And later on, this person who's still my contact at, the, at this client said to me, you know, like, you do so many things, and you never charge us. You're like, ah, it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. But I feel I want to become part of your team, and in order to, do that, I have to keep adding value, and I can't nickel and dime you because then it's for me, not for the good of what we're trying to create. I want to be part of that team. They, since that, again, I've always done my business that way, but since that specific experience, my business has doubled, triple, quadruple, um, again, because I give, I mean, they pay me well, don't get me wrong, I'm not free, but on the same token, I give so much because it feels good and it's the right thing to do, so comp, you do, you pay it forward, you get, you give an inch, you get, you know, a yard back, it's, it's remarkable. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it, it's so interesting that you brought that up because something with the law of compensation is you get, and these are very, very surface examples of these. I mean, you can get really deep into this, but the law of compensation, this is what I tell people. Here's a prime example. You get up in the morning and you do nothing for anybody but yourself. Nothing. You know, it's all about you. Yes. Okay. Can you imagine the frequency and vibration that this person is in? It's got to be a low frequency. Absolutely. When you go out and you're doing things for others, even if it's, you know, the older person standing behind you in line at a grocery store, you know, let them go ahead of you, you're living in a higher frequency. You immediately brought your frequency up. Immediately. 
And I personally want to live in that frequency. It's a frequency yeah. of love, happiness, kindness, compassion, all of the things yeah. I think all of us strive for in our lives. It's funny because that's the vibration, that's the action, all of those that we're taught. And it really does all. And paying it forward is part of the action and, and all of that, uh, you know, combined. That's, I know, I just I love all this stuff. What's number seven? Law of Attraction. Yeah, we all it. know this one. So the yeah. law of attraction, you know, basically is been beat into the ground. We all know this. But the part that was missing, you know, we discussed this on this radio program, is getting the frequency, getting the match for that. So, you know, going back to the law of compensation, like I said, these all lead into each other. So you've got the law of attraction. If you're the person that's out there helping other people and you're raising your vibration, you're already working harder on the law of attraction. Sure. And, and life becomes easier. Yeah, and life becomes easier. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Absolutely. Eight. What's number eight? Okay, law of transmutation. Law of transmutation is interesting because you can take anything, as they say, um, this one would be a fine example for if life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Sure. Transforming it into something else. You know, it, it's, it's what it's all about. Believing in something so much that you say no. This isn't what I want. I want to change this into, and that's very, very possible. This is a focus. This is a frequency. We all create things in our life that we're thinking, you know, when you get to a certain point, you look at this and you think, well, what's this about? You know, how did mm -hmm. this come into my life? Mm -hmm. I don't want this. This isn't what I was choosing, and we turn it into something else. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it is all about, yeah, it's changing the frequency. Yep. The next one is the law of relativity, okay? So... Example for this would be you're a runner. You run five-minute miles. You perform better than 99% of the population. However, when you compare yourself to an Olympian runner, you don't feel that good. Mm -hmm. It's all relative. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Are you kidding me? Because the 99 people that are behind you, they're thinking you're like at the top. So it's all, you know, it's all an understanding that where you are is where you're supposed to be. That's Does that make sense? sense? Yeah. It's all relative to everything around you. That's a really good one, too. Also, law of polarity, okay? The law of polarity um, is a great law because it means that there, where you cannot, this is how I always explain it, you can't know up because there is no up unless you know down. That's right. You can't know left because there is no left unless you know right. So understanding that everything has a polarity. I had a wonderful teacher that taught me that, you know, we have a pendulum. Think of your life as a pendulum. And it's hanging in the center and it's swinging back and forth. You know, we swing high, we swing low. This is very common in people's lives. And he said that the idea is not to get the pendulum to stop in the middle. The idea is to make the swings a little less. Sure. Left and right, left and right. Because we're all going to go through, you know, swings left and right. This is part of what we're doing down here. But we can make it not swing so high. Do you know what I mean? Yep. It's a little bit more centered and balanced. Yes. I okay? love that one. I love that one. <laughs> I know. That's amazing, isn't it? Oh, it makes so much sense. It and does. What's, what's number 11? Law of rhythm. This one, it needs little explanation if I, if I give you a couple of examples. Rising and setting of the sun and the moon. Ebb and flow of the tide. Coming and going of the seasons. All of these things are the law of rhythm. There's a rhythm on this planet. Work with the rhythm, not against it. Sure. Do you know? Sure. I mean, that's, it sounds so simple, but that's a very common thing that people do. They're going, it's basically like, I always say you've got a canoe. 
This is the example I give my clients. You've got a canoe. Right now you're paddling upstream because you're going against the rhythm of what's going on on this planet. Turn around and float. Yeah. This, is the, one, this is the one, Shelly, where I said I'm a control freak, which is a good thing because I take control of life, but it's a bad thing when I'm going against the flow of the <laughs> Absolutely. That's one of them. And, and you know what? I haven't forgotten that. I'm about to come back to <laughs> that situation too. So the last one is really easy also to, to understand. It's the law of gender. Everything must have sure. a male, a female, a positive, a negative. Everything has to, it goes back to polarity. Do you see how all these are adding up together? Absolutely. Right. So we can't really, you know, I, I want to have a child. Well, we probably need to apply the law of gender. Yes. You know, we need to have both <laughs> have this child in our life. So that's a pretty simple one. Going back to controlling. Now, as you've seen these, and these are very, like I said, very uh, surface-level examples of the universal laws. It can get very interesting when you study it. So let's say somebody, let's, let's use the law of attraction. You're trying to attract, let's say, $10,000 in your life, okay? I have $10,000 in my life, and wording is very, very important, too. That's another whole show. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you're trying to attract this into your life. I have $10,000. I have $10,000. And it comes to me through, and you give them my business, this, this, this. You, you give the universe where it's coming from, right? Why are you doing that? Because let's say that you said, I'm going to get $10,000 and it's coming from my business and blah, 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 blah. And somebody walks up to you this week, Connie, and they say, I'm going to write you a $10,000 check because I believe in what you're doing. Are you going to turn it down? No. <laughs> I it didn't it. come from your business. It isn't no. what you asked for. Right. Do you see right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So what I always teach people is, listen, put it out there. Quit putting, you know, your, your control on where it has to come from or how it has to be. Isn't any of your business what the universe is up to? You don't care. It's going to yeah. get in alignment with you. That's so right. Just put it out there and then say thank you. This or something better and let it go. Yes, Let thank you. Go. And is there some, that, that's exactly right. You have to say that. Absolutely. Thank you. Always thank, be grateful. That's a big one. That's another whole show, too. Oh, gratitude. Oh, yes. gratitude, gratitude in your words. Yes, yes absolutely. absolutely. Now, and we're I out of time. Be oh, too. oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead. That, that, I, I was that's something that should be in there sometimes, too, is the words, teaching words. That's a whole class people need to learn. <laughs> because they give you exactly what you asked for, even if you think it didn't. <laughs> and we, we speak in negatives. We really do. You know, Absolutely. you say, oh, I can't do that. That's a negative. Why can't you're choosing? And I always say this. Well, you could choose not to do something. I get it, right? You don't have to do everything. But don't tell right. me you can't. If you, you know, you're physically able, you're mentally able, you can. If you choose not to, that's a whole different ballgame. So the word can't is negative, and we say it a lot. Oh, that's impossible. Really? Right. Other, people, other people are doing it, so uh, I don't think that's impossible. Right. My thing with that is, you know, people don't understand with the universal law, this is something to too, that the universe is literal. Let me tell you this real quick. I know we're out of time, but the universe is completely literal. Okay, so if you say, I want 10,000, I want 10,000, I want 10,000, what you just created was the universe says, oh, I get it. Connie, you want the experience of wanting $10,000, poof, and it gives it to you, and you're like, no, no, that's not what I meant. Yep. I have $10,000 because it created the I want $10,000 experience. That's not a great experience. I've created that one. Not fun. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, yeah. exactly, so exactly. Look at your words when you're manifesting. You may not be bringing what you think you're bringing. Be very yeah. careful what you're asking for. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for. We've, all, we've right. all heard that one, right? That's yeah. exactly right. We grew up with that one. Um, really quick, where can folks go to learn more? Again, I love that uh, you said power versus focus. That's a good book versus to read. Force. Uh, I'm sorry, but I wrote that force. I don't know why I said focus. Who's the author? Do you know? <laughs> Do you know why? I, I actually, I'm so sorry. I don't. I should have looked that That's up. Okay. So, power versus force is a good force. book. Any other force? Any other um, tools that they can investigate? You uh, you can go online. There are many, many websites about universal law. There are people that dedicate their life to studying universal law and teaching it. So, you know, if you put in the 12 universal laws, you will get so many things that, you know, start to teach you and get you on the right path. Absolutely. Or awesome. you can call Marianne and I and come to see InterTouch School. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, on this. And, and I want to share, I'm going to tell everybody, they, I post on the um, webtalkradio.net platform your website uh -huh. so it's easy peasy people click boom and they they could come uh, to your website but I'll tell everybody it's www.innertouchschool.com all lowercase all in a row um, and you can reach uh, Marianne Pellegrino or Sherry Wright and ask them question guys so that they can um, help you with that we really are love we to do that. Yes, and we went a few minutes over, but it's so interesting, Sherry. Thank you so much. Everybody, thanks for hanging in there and listening. I hope you found this all value, valuable information. Um, again, Sherry, thanks for being such a great guest. And uh, thank you for having me, Connie. Pleasure, a real pleasure. I hope you will all join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves so we all embrace change and realize that it's, it's just so easy and possible. And today we talked about the 12 universal laws that will help you on this um, adventure that we call life. So thank you all again for joining me. You've been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. Thanks so much and have an inspired week, everybody. You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Time